You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. We would like to give a big thanks to DT72 for our newest five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. Yeah, well, the thing I like about 50, Eight is sitting here in beautiful Washington, D.C. We're about two degrees warmer than that on the last day of February as we record. So uh, feeling nice, man. Sun is shining. How's everything with you, Blasco? Living the dream, man. Just uh, wrapped up the Black Label tour last night in L.A. So, um, you know, a little bit of over oversleeping today, but we, uh, we're, here we are and we're, and we're, and we're killing it. So, uh, happy about that but um in the last episode we chatted about five tips for aspiring rock stars from randy of lamb of god that was a (laughs) (laughs) that was a super sick episode so check it out if you haven't already today's episode is sponsored by our buddies at rockabilia.com Go check them out for the awesomest collection of officially licensed band merch on the planet. Use our code PCJabberJaw and get 15% off your entire order. Yeah, huge thanks to those guys for continuing to support support not only our show, but Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network, uh, which we are a part of. That's why that code is now PCJabberJaw. Um, you know, so if you're looking for the one-stop shop for all your merchandise needs spanning all genres, you got to take a look at their over 500,000 items to choose from. You know, they got hard to find stuff that you can't find anywhere else. And what's nice about it is it is officially licensed from either the bands or their merchandise providers. And you can ensure that it's not, you know, counterfeit stuff that's going to shrink on you. Um, or, you know, just not be a great product. So please check them out. Tell them that Mike and Blasco sent you the code PCJabberJaw. Get you 15% off at rockabilia.com. And today's episode is also sponsored by the cool kids over at bandzoogle.com, where you can build a stunning website for your music in minutes. Try it free for 30 days and be sure to use the promo code MENTAL to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. Yeah, that's great that they've continued to support us as well. And if you guys haven't listened to episode 55, which was just three episodes ago, 
We uh, had a conversation with Dave Cool. Yep, that's his real name from Banzoogle, which was a cool listen. So, so give it a chance if you if you haven't yet. In that episode, he talks about you know he gives some great insight as to why a website is important for your band and talks about how easy it is to integrate third-party platforms, you know, to help you grow your mailing list, um, you know, allows you to integrate your Bandcamp or Big Cartel and a whole bunch more. You know, they've got tons of mobile-friendly themes that you can customize. And what I like about it is, you know, they pride themselves on having 24-7 customer service by their musician-friendly staff. This was a company founded by a musician, you know, when he saw a need uh, for his own band and thought that he could help other artists. So thank you to the guys at Bandzoogle. Check them out using the code MENTAL for 15% off. Yes. This week, we talk about the ever-changing and frustrating Instagram algorithms. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Before we dig in, have you downloaded this new social media app that everybody's posting pictures of is it vero is that the one uh yes and that is uh definitely part of today's discussion um <laughs> so yeah i mean so yeah mike i mean look you've you've seen it in your instagram feed you've seen a uh you've seen it probably a, a pretty high percentage of people that are posting screen captures of their join me on vero that's the new hotspot that people are migrating to, right? Which is case in point of it being very well-timed because this is right at the time that Snapchat has just um, put out an update to their uh, platform, which from what I can understand, everyone hates. And Instagram has had a slow sort of algorithmic change, but there's a high level of frustration where now people are noticing that they're not seeing posts for like three days. And that, and that their engagement is considerably much lower. And look, it's not these people, you know, it's not for them to understand algorithms, right? Like it's, it, but the reason why algorithms exist is because Instagram, Facebook, these are like big businesses and algorithms exist because of advertising. And, um, and that's, that has a lot to do with it. So anyway. Yeah. I, um, I, I saw a pretty funny post by one of the guys from every time I die and, you know, those guys always just seem to have their finger on the pulse for for how to uh, inject humor into something. And he, the post was a picture of you know that Vero app and said, you know, something to the extent of, I posted this three day, three days ago, so you're finally seeing it now. Though you know you can read as to when it was actually posted, and it had only been posted two hours ago. So I thought that was pretty clever, and I haven't checked it out yet. Um, yeah, you know, this is one of the struggles, you know, with with what you and I do and and I'm sure it's a it's a frustrating thing to a lot of our listeners is, you know, we have to be so all-encompassing. You know, you and I don't have to be experts necessarily in this algorithm or all of these social platforms, but if we're not, we have to have access to an expert that can help us advise, you know, not only for our own companies and brands, but of course the bands that, that we work with. So, um, I'm excited to dig in. Um, but, but, you know, just wanted to, to set the tone that, uh, yeah, I mean, 
even for guys like me and you, this is part of the struggle of what we have to deal with in today's modern music business. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you know, Vero is a small part of this conversation, but it's sort of indicative of the frustration that people are having with Instagram. So the point of today's discussion is that we can't just abandon, you know, we can't just up and abandon Instagram. It's like a lot of us have built, you know, a, a network there. But if people aren't aren't seeing our post, it becomes sort of unnecessary, right? So, so this is this is a guest post by uh, Lexi Carbone that I found on Later.com, and it's titled "This Is How the Instagram a- Algorithm Works in 2018." So, for those of you listening, I don't want you to think this is going to be some boring thing and click out and fast forward to a, like another episode. This is actually legitimate tips on how to hack the algorithm so that your posts have a better chance of being seen. And the, uh, the article uh, starts like this. There's no question about it. Instagram posts are no longer getting the amount of exposure they used to. Now it's estimated that only 10% of your audience is actually seeing your post, which is a fucking staggering number. Since the original shift from a chronological feed We've known the Instagram algorithm is mainly based on engagement. This includes number of likes, comments, video views, saves, shared posts, DMs, and any other type of interaction a post gets, which is interesting, right, Mike? Because how much do we talk about, whenever we talk about social media, how much do we talk about being engaging with your audience, right? Yeah, Um, totally. And I mean, I think what's so interesting to me is, you know, it wasn't that long ago when, you know, so many people abandoned Facebook and went to Instagram, you know, when it first came mm-hmm. out prior to it being purchased by, by Facebook for this exact reason. You know, they were tired of their posts on Facebook, the place where everyone had, had migrated to, you know, not getting the exposure that they once had. And I mean, how many conversations have you and I had with artists where it's like, oh, well, I'm focusing on Instagram you know, because it's getting X percent better, you know, likes or whatever it may be than than it was on their Facebook. So it is just so interesting how cyclical, you know, these conversations tend to be. Um, but but yeah, we do. And I think that's sort of the key is no matter what, you know, you make a good point. We're not going to abandon Instagram just how you and I haven't abandoned Facebook we just have to tweak how we're using it to ensure that, you know, we're getting the most out of it. And these are some great no, tips. Yeah, no doubt. And and also, too, just to add before we, we dig in, it's like these things happen and you have to be on top of it and you have to roll with it and you have to, you know, you have to get into the hacks because, you know, it's like we can sit here and complain all we want that it's people aren't seeing our post and that they're forcing us to to boost and pay for pay for people to see our posts, but it's their platform. You know, we we're we're we can't be so entitled to be like, man, this is fucked. It's well, like, a, yeah, I mean, that's know. a really good point. And I mean, this is this is a pain. You know, the pain of growth and the pain of being a business and monetizing. I mean, you know, I come the, from the punk hardcore world, and you come from the underground as well. I mean, how many times did we see it where a band? you know, was ours, if you will. We had direct access to them because they were playing small shows. You know, we could talk to the members, we could engage with them. And then as they grew and blew up, 
that was no longer as easy because their fan base grew. And, you know, it's a very similar thing here. It's like as businesses grow, changes are inevitable and it's not going to work for everybody. But but I would agree with you. I mean, I think it's silly to kind of get really angry at them for trying to to make it so their, you know, their business is working as best for them. Yes. And so, so the summary there is let's stop complaining about it and let's do our best to understand it so that we can do the best that we can to work with it, which is the point of today's episode. So tip number one for hacking the new Instagram algorithm, spend more time posting to Instagram stories, a great hack to get around the algorithm is to take advantage of Instagram stories engagement opportunities, including the polling feature or swipe up option if you have over 10,000 followers. Now, look, for people that don't know what that is, it's going to be kind of hard to explain, but there's the regular feed where you post in, and then there's the stories, which is something that you post that disappears in 24 hours where the your regular post feed is evergreen. But these are, um, the, and there's options in stories where you can put up a poll where you ask someone a question and they have a, you know, they have a two part answer of like a yes or no or whatever, but it's, it gets them to engage with the post. It gets them to click on it, which you don't have the option for in a regular Instagram post. And also the swipe up option. This is good to know here because you can add a link as you, as everyone knows in the regular Instagram, you have to put link in bio if you want to, you know, direct someone somewhere, but in stories, you can actually add a link to where you swipe up and it takes them right to where you, you know, whatever URL you want to take them to. Now, whenever they originally offered this option, it was only to people that had verified accounts. Now you, you only have to have 10,000 followers. And, um, if you're a band, you know, you should be working your way to that number or you should already be there. But, um, it's definitely something to take advantage of in that. And, and also too, with stories, like with your regular feed, you, um, you don't want to overdo it. Like you don't want to post 10 times a day. You really only want to post like once, but on stories you can put up as a hundred of those a day if you want, you know, and I've seen people do it. So it's good to know that this is hack. Number one, spend time on stories, really work with those options that are available there. Do you you use stories quite a bit out of curiosity? Well, see, I, I do on the uh, accounts that I run, not my, not my personal one, my personal one. I don't, I don't use it that much because I'm, I just post pictures of my cats and stuff and I'm not really promoting anything, but on the brands pages that I run, I definitely do. And I definitely, um, I pay attention to Instagram hacks and best practices and stuff. And so this is, uh, you know, th- this is actually helpful stuff that I, I use in daily practice as well. So. Yeah, that, that's cool. I didn't realize the uh, swipe up option was available to those over 10K. I did know, you know, previously that you had to be verified. So that is good and that is achievable. You know, for everybody out there listening, you can continue to grow your followers, you know, to get to that, um, which, which is awesome to, to know. Totally. And this is interesting here. We've also been seeing a lot of micro influencers telling their followers to DM me for a direct link to this product, which is a great way to drive people to your inbox, build relationships with your followers, and ultimately increase the chance of your posts showing up on their feed. 
this is a new one for me, and I, and and I'm going to start uh, I'm I'm going to start integrating it. But it's it's like what they're saying is ask people to DM you, you know, direct message you, it, it, you know, like hey, you know, this is we got this new album, you know, we got a new single or whatever, you know, DM us or whatever, and we'll and we'll send you the we'll send you the link or or, or you know we'll we'll hook you up and. And stuff. So I think creating those a deeper level of conversations with your with your you know your intimate group of followers on a, on a DM level, sort of like a behind the scenes, I think is a really great idea because it feels like for the fan, it feels like you've got one step level access deeper into the into the engagement and relationship with the artist. Yeah, that that's really cool. I I, I haven't seen that in practice yet, but. I can see how that makes a ton of sense to, to start to implement. So Totally. Uh, tip number two, keep tabs on your Instagram comments. This year, it will be more important than ever to stay on top of your incoming comments, especially within the first hour of posting. Otherwise, your post visibility may drastically decrease. Treat Instagram comments like a conversation. If the comment doesn't require a response, show them some love with a heart. Yeah. Now this, yeah, this is an interesting one because it's like once again, what they're saying is is that the more engagement that your posts get, likes, comments, etc., they want you to start having conversations. They want you to engage. They don't want you to post and walk away. Yeah, I mean, this makes total sense, right? I mean, the whole idea of an algorithm is to uh, make things more efficient, if you will. And so if you've got just tons and tons and tons, almost an infinite amount of content being posted into you know, the platform, which things are they, are they going to want to prioritize? Well, of course, they're going to want to prioritize the ones that – you know, people are commenting on, people are sharing, people are conversing on that, that, you know, in the truest form of what an algorithm should do, kicks it a little bit further ahead saying people are paying attention. There must be something better about this post than the one that no one's commenting on. Whether or not that's true is, of course, debatable. And, and so this is how, you know, you can hack it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to to ensure that that happens. And so, yeah, it's very curious uh, because now you not only have to think about when you should post, but yeah, are you able to keep your eyes on it, keep tabs on it so you can go have, you know, that that conversation that it's talking about. And I'm assuming when it says show them some love with a heart, that's that sort of like feature on on a comment that's made. Is that correct? Correct. That's to the far right. So I think maybe a good habit to get in here is, is find a, find a consistent time that works for you to post 9am or 9pm, whatever it is, get in the habit of posting once a day at that time, then, you know, set a reminder or whatever, an hour later, hour and a half later, probably no more than an hour and a half to two hours later, go back to that post and look at the comments, reply to anyone that's asking a question give a thumbs up to anyone that's giving it a, a comment, you know, heart, anything like any type of engagement that you're acknowledging the fact that people are there on your post. Once again, the point of all this is the more engagement your posts get with comments, likes, etc., the more that that is going to appear at the top of your fans feeds. So that's the, that's the agenda here. 
Yeah, and this is where you really start, you know, to have to think about what is it that you're posting, right? And as we go through mm-hmm. more of these tips, that will be a recurring theme here. But it's like start to think, okay, are you posting something just for the sake of doing it? Are you posting, you know, your best content that that you have? Are you posting your most engaging content? And yeah, these are these are the times to really start to think about that stuff. No doubt. Tip number three: stop them in their tracks with the perfect Instagram caption. If you want to beat the Instagram algorithm, crafting great Instagram captions might just be the key. If you have an engaging caption, people are more likely to actually read it or click the more button, which increases the time spent on your post. That extra second that someone spends reading your Instagram caption has the potential to make or break that Instagram post for you. So spend time on your captions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think this is interesting. I think this is interesting because I've never heard that before. I've never, I've never, I've never heard the, I've never heard to, to focus on your captions. To me, captions are something that are relatively kind of overlooked because it's like, well, you know, people are just kind of scrolling real fast and they're just looking at the, at the photo, right? But if the photo stops them, you want the copy of the caption to be equally as good, which I think is a challenge. There's some people that, that I know that write amazing copy, like they just like it's just hilarious and engaging and have such a you know great sense of humor about it. And so it really it's really the caption is really complementary to the content and stuff. So maybe um, if, if you feel like you're you're struggling with that, know that this is actually important. So, you know, maybe find some people that you like and kind of borrow from them or, you know, maybe Google up some stuff. But I think this is interesting because I feel like this is probably commonly overlooked. Yeah, I would agree. And I don't think you got to be an expert at, you know, either one. And if, if your, you know, if your expertise lends itself more to the, you know, the photo or the video that you're posting, fantastic. If your expertise lends itself more to the words, fantastic. If you're lucky enough to be great at both, yeah, you're going to have one of these super accounts that really cuts through. But, you know, these are things to build towards and to strive towards. And like you said, I mean, look around at what other people are doing that you like. You know, have it be genuine. And I think that's something that, you know, hasn't been mentioned here, but you and I talk about a lot in in this business is, you know, this stuff has to at least come from a place of, you know, being genuine and from there you know, apply these tips and tricks and hacks on top of that. Because the worst thing is when you just try to hack a system without that underlying, you know, realness to it, it's so easily, you know, seen through the transparency just, just basically wipes out all of the, the tips and tricks that you're there, you're implementing anyway. So um, yeah. Uh, tip number four, keep your Instagram followers engaged. Know that videos perform well in the Instagram algorithm since a video takes longer to consume than an image. Let me do that one more time. Know that videos perform well in the Instagram algorithm since a video takes longer to consume than an image. This is also true for Instagram carousel posts with uh, a call to action to swipe. They can keep users on your page longer. Whether you call them Instagram slideshow posts, galleries, or albums, or whatever, Instagram carousel posts are a great feature that let you share up to 10 photos and videos in a single Instagram 
post. So, Mike, I think that, that what we're learning here is that you want to keep people on your page, on your content as they're, as they're, you know, as they're scrolling through, you know, you want them to stay on that post for as long as possible. You want them to, first of all, watch it or see it. You want them to like it. You want them to comment on it, right? You want them engaged with your post. And I think this is interesting here as, you know, as obvious as it sounds, whenever you hear it out loud, you're like, oh, that makes total sense of like, yes, videos do get more engagement because they, you, you can do up to 60 seconds. I mean, that's a third of a song. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a wealth of opportunity for bands to make something very engaging, make a fuck man, make a one minute song and make a video to go with it. You know, um, maybe, maybe offer, uh, maybe offer your fans like, Hey, we'll, you know, you know, DM us and we'll, we'll write you a specific, we'll write you a song specifically to you and we'll put that and we'll post it up there or whatever. We'll write a one minute song for you or whatever. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunity whenever you understand that, that whenever you understand the idea that you want people to engage with your posts as much as possible. And when they do, that's going to appear in their feeds more than if you don't. Yeah. I'm sitting here imagining, uh, Remember when when Spotify when wasn't there like people just putting like looping albums? You yeah, know? <laughs> I'm just imagining you know calling up my 50 friends and saying, "Hey, can you just go sit on that post on Instagram for a good minute each <laughs> <laughs> and see if that's able to hack the system?" But uh, you know, probably not something that's easy to put into practice. But yeah, I mean, all of this makes sense. You're trying to get people to spend more and more time on your posts. So you're right with video, the longer, um, you know, up to 60 seconds. That's great. Uh, you laugh when you say that's a third of a song. It's like, okay, well, which bands are we talking about? That could be two songs for some bands. <laughs> <laughs> True. And a 10th of a song for others. But yeah, I mean, these are great, great things to just know and, and hear out loud. And, and, you know, if you do know some of these, it's nice to have it reinforced here. You know, I like the, the carousel posting. I think it's cool when, you know, and I didn't, I never had thought about the call to action to actually swipe, which I think makes a lot of sense. You know, I like it when I'm able to go through and see, you know, more than one photo from a particular moment or moments all in one post. So this is, this is awesome stuff. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know that, you know, you can, on your actual feed, you can post up to 10 photos. And so what they're saying here with the, the call to action is like, tell people to swipe through. They might, they may be going through their feed so fast. They don't realize that you've posted more than one photo. So tell them to swipe, right. You know, once again, you're keeping them engaged and you're keeping them on your content longer. So the final tip number five, build a consistent Instagram brand and aesthetic. Followers are much more likely to convert into fans when they know exactly what they can expect from your feed and continue to see the same consistent quality content from your account. The push toward authenticity isn't just within your captions and comments, but also in the content you're creating. It's important not to post for the sake of posting, but really take time to think about how your post is contributing to your brand and the message you're trying to communicate to your audience. Yeah, this is just coming back to that bit we were talking about, about being genuine. I like it that they say authenticity. Yep. And, you know, when I've 
catch myself all the time of, oh, I feel like I should post something, you know, and then you just throw something up there. But just like everything we talk about, whether it's Instagram, any of the other social platforms, your merchandise or your music, it all starts with this consistency in your brand and your aesthetic. So, yeah, I love I love this tip. It, it just resonates so so well with the things that you and I cover, you know, each episode, you know, yeah, week by for week. sure. And I, I love it here that they mention the the agenda of converting followers to fans. To me, that is super key. And this is what you always need to be keeping in mind because, like you know, like just to reiterate what we've said, you know, a hundred times, it's like, look. You want a career in the music business? You need fans. Fans is what makes your, you know, your your music startup, you know, your music business, you know, your band business. The only thing that that makes a business real is is consumers, and in this instance, consumers are fans. And so I I love that they're they're talking about the conversion of like, look, everyone that's on your feed, what, what no matter where it is, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. These people are followers, right? They're following you and they're all at your fingertips, but you need to convert them into fans. Like that is the goal always, I think, you know? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I've, I've had conversations with some of our artists who, you know, individual members might have a massive following. And how do we get those followers to, you know, maybe they're following the drummer because he or she's been in multiple bands or, you know, is just a great drummer, done some amazing covers. Okay, well, how do we get those followers to to actually pull the trigger on something for the band itself that he or she is in now? Are they buying tickets? Are they going to Spotify and streaming the music? Are they buying a T-shirt? And, you know, I think that's a whole separate podcast, you know, topic. But, you know, my advice is, yeah, you know, you got to start to train people. You've got to start to sprinkle in that it is important to not just follow, you know, if you do appreciate that free content, because that's what it is on these social platforms. You know, how do you support? You support by going and actually taking action on the things that that are important to a band. Those things like buying tickets, buying shirts, streaming the, the music on the on those platforms. So, yeah. No, no doubt, no doubt. So I want to I want to wrap this up in two different ways. One, I just want to mention that in the show notes we have a link to this article that is actually much deeper than just the five tips that we offered here. There's a lot more info. Um, there's a lot more resources there. There's a few more tips. So if this is something that you're really um, passionate about and know that you need to uh, dig deeper into, uh, I highly recommend that you click on that link and check out this article. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say is, uh, I'm going to talk about Vero for a second. So it's a little clunky because I believe that, uh, the platform wasn't ready for the, um, the, uh, the migration uh, of the amount of people that are there. So they got to get their servers in check, but I feel like the way that the platform is built, it's, it's built in a way to where it, it really makes up for the flaws that the Instagram and Facebooks have. Um, so from what I can tell on it, it, once they get it up and running, it will be a great place. And it potentially it's going to be a place where we're all going to end up eventually over the course of the next couple of years. I just want to say this about it, the way that they're getting around 
because it's all the same, right? Like Instagram starts off and then, and then it gets bought and then it has to make money. And once it starts to have to make money, then that's whenever you see the advertising and the algorithms and everything becomes unfun and gets all fucked up. So the difference of what Vero's doing is that they're, they're, what they're saying is that the first million people that sign up are going to get their, their page for free. Now, if you're the millionth and one person that signs up, you're going to have to pay. And I'm assuming somewhere in the neighborhood of like $10 a year or something like that, right? And I think assumably what they're thinking is that at the point that we have a million subscribers, that's going to be enough word of mouth that people are going to have to want to continue to be on this platform. And you're going to have to pay to be to be there upwards of 2 million, 3 million subscribers, right? And if that is a if that is a true assessment of how this is going to go down, that's how they're going to monetize the site. So theoretically, you will never see algorithms and you will never see advertising. And so my point here is, is that sign up for an account now before it does break the million users number, right? Sign up for an account now. You don't have to use it. It is a little clunky and it is a little frustrating, but just get your account now. Sign up for it. Hit me up. You know, follow me. I'll, you know, I'll reciprocate. Um, but and and I have like I don't work for Veer. I have no, I have no, <laughs> I, I have nothing. I have nothing to do with this other than like it's just something that I feel like I have to point out because it potentially could be the future. There's a lot of advantages for bands and brands to to be there if and when they get it up and running smoothly. But the point of it is, is you don't want to be someone that has to pay for this service whenever they're offering it for free now. Man, so, I, I'm so curious if, you know, what if Instagram had a paid option where, you know, it would just go back to, you know, posting in that chronological fashion. You and that's I mean? great. That, dude, that is an amazing idea that I got to be honest, I would pay for that. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious how many of you out there in uh, loyal listener land w- would pay for that as well. Not that Blasco. Or I have any say <laughs> into how how any of that could be implemented, but it is, you know, it, I think you make a great point. It's like, cool, Vero's the one where everyone's going to transition to next, and you know, eventually, yeah. I mean, will people pay for it if they if they won't, you know, or if they do and and they eventually get bought, you know, how will things change? It is just so interesting how every couple of years a new platform pops up and and I was curious because I saw a couple people early on posting about Vero and um I remembered that that one from about a year ago was it called Ello was was yeah. that the, yeah and I never signed up for that one I don't know if you did um I tried but it was like it, like I didn't even understand what it was like I I signed up as you know as you do and I was like, oh, I don't even get what this is. Like it was so, it was, it was just so new. Like I, I felt like they kind of rolled out too quick or something. Yeah, I don't know either. So curious. I, I haven't signed up for Vero just yet, but uh, right before we got started, I downloaded the app. So I'll go sign up now, and you guys can find me there. Uh, uh, you know, presumably with the same name that I've got on on my other handles, which I'll mention at the end of the episode. I did have one question for you. You you pulled this article from later.com. Is that a tool that you use for for posting on Instagram? I, I don't I, okay. um because and I feel like 
like for me, like even though I'm even though I'm very rhythmic in in the postings of the brands that I do, like I have a very specific schedule of when I post and how I engage and and whatnot. Whereas on my personal page, I just kind of throw out a cat picture whenever I feel like it. I I don't use it because I still do feel like it needs to be organic. And even though I feel like later is a good resource for the right for the right brand, I don't feel like it's right for me because a lot of what they do is like pre-posting. So where you can go in on a Sunday and you can schedule all your posts for the week and then it just kind of auto posts for you. And um I don't like I I don't I just don't I just my brain doesn't roll that way. Like I gotta like I have to be daily engaged in finding the content, making the content and and posting it myself so I can immediately engage with people that are on there. Like all the tips that we just mentioned, I I feel like is is difficult to do with the platform you know, like that. But on the other hand, they do offer some good resources, you know, that, like this. And, um, yeah, it's always I, there. I haven't used it. I do know that, uh, someone in our office who handles a lot of our social stuff does use it and likes it. And I'm not entirely sure what the pros and cons are with some of the stuff that you're talking about. But, um, I was just curious since that's where you'd pulled that article from, if it was something yeah. that, that you'd been using. So. But once again, for those people that are really interested in Instagram and making the best of that situation, later.com is a good resource and it potentially is a good platform for, you know, for you to, to build your engagement on. Um, but for nothing else, it's just good to subscribe to their newsletter just to get the content that they have because they're on top of the algorithms, the hacks, the, you know, what you need to do to be seen on Instagram. So it is a really good resource and, um, and you know, I definitely, I definitely use it. That concludes episode 58. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? You know, just one last thing as it ties into one of our sponsors, Banzoogle, you know, we talk about all of these social media, you know, platforms and how it does seem as if we're, we're migrating or at least adopting a new one every, you know, every year or two. You know, that is why the there is the importance of a website. You know, that company, Banzoogle, has been around for 15 years. And that just means that the website itself, you know, your domain far as I can see into the future is going to be the place where you really want to make sure that, that people know you exist. So uh, if you don't have a website or if you're looking for some great tools, remember Banzoogle is our sponsor and you use the code mental. And then of course, as I said, you know, Rockabilia is also um, a great sponsor. PC Jabberjaw is the code for 15% off. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and presumably Vero, at Mike Loop. If that's how they also handle their, their naming, I'll check that out here momentarily. 
And other than that, take a look at what we've got to offer over at OuterLoopCoaching.com. Some great courses that don't cover the specifics of things like Instagram per se, but cover a lot of the overarching strategies that you know you and I talk about with branding and aesthetics um, across you know what's important for for artists. So once again, Blasco, thanks for finding a great article. Always fun to chat about this stuff and uh yeah have a great week everybody yes thanks everyone this is the jabberjaw podcast network Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaking microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast.